hey, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Night. And and if you're watching on YouTube, if this whole thing's even going on YouTube, you're thinking, what? Why? What? Why is Billy June there? And this is a week <laughs> where we ha- we have to have Billy June there because I've I wanted to wait uh-huh. for the show before I asked for your feedback on Billy June's big uh, directorial debut on social media this week. <laughs> that was from two weeks ago. You just didn't look at it. Well, you posted it this week. Yeah. Yeah. Saif uh-huh. laughed at it. Saif did laugh at it. So, Saif, are you to blame? <laughs> I think you, he is. Which one are you talking about? You're talking about the... Uh, Bad Boys for uh, Life. Bad Boys for Life. That's right. Um, here's the thing. You got to support... You got to support these early versions of things so that they can grow. Right. It's like a plant. You He planted a seed. I knew it was bad. That's he the whole point. planted a seed and then a tornado came and shit on his seed. Right. But you have to support so that because eventually every every famous director, every famous producer got made fun of in the beginning, but there was some support and then they became who they became. Right. So we have to, we have to pour water on this schmuck. <laughs> I knew it was bad. That was the whole point. It was cringy purposely. I know, but it, I, I support that. And we know that you know your own cringiness and you lean into it. Um, and I appreciate I that. But you also, can you make it shorter? To, can you get shorter. to the joke fa- a little faster? Yeah, I agree with that. But that's, that's where how you like, even if you're Even if you're cringy, it didn't have to be the entire fucking verse before... <laughs> Juan Epp is it like, wasn't. It wasn't. He put Mark was Curry's verse. Yeah, we didn't need Mark Curry's verse. Okay, let's see how long it is before we get to the joke. Uh, easy way to find 13 out. 13 seconds. It's total 13 seconds. The whole video? Yeah. No, that, that ain't the one no. you sent us the first time. No, 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 no. I, I, edited, I re-edited and put it on. Okay. The one he posted it was shorter. Okay. Let's see how long it takes the on the one, one you sent. The original time was longer. Oh, the original time was longer. Because the lyrics were, we never left, don't. Don't forget it. I was thinking about you guys. Context. Okay, that's better. My own voice. Uh, do it again. That's better. Play it again. Here we go. You don't need this. You don't need this. Start right there. Start right there. Oh, please turn it on. Also, I edited out the the chorus and found the instrumental and redid it myself. Wow. <laughs> you, you did too much. First of all, you did too, a lot of work. Too you, ever, you ever heard that term, Billy? You're doing too much? What yeah. what, what is it? Um, What's this thing on Instagram, Billy? Like I I'm just asking. I'm not I'm not judging. I'm asking. Well, when you do like when people do the comments, they then do all those dots before the hashtag. Why do you need like 10 dots of space before Because that? you don't because you want to have like you don't want to just have all the hashtags right next to it. You want to have it like on the bottom. You got it. Okay. All right. You don't need yeah. ten. You need two, maybe. He has a all lot. Right. He has a lot. But look, I mean, and Billy June, you said it got four thousand views on your. Not. It's close to four thousand on your page. Yeah. How many followers do you have? Uh, let's see. I have two five one four. That's 2,514. And I'm at 3,422 views. So how is it that our page has 3,755 followers and only has 2,000 plays of, on the video of our page? I don't know. Maybe I'm just cooler. 
That awesome. you know what must one be. Up, I was just trying to. I don't know. One up fans, do a, do me a favor, please tag us. That's a very low number for our Instagram. Please help us out. Tag some people. Like yeah, our, us, our Instagram's gotta get going here. We're we're <laughs> gotta get going. Like listen, it's not an absolute disgrace for it to just be the podcast page and not our. It's okay. It's not 150 yeah. followers, but yeah, come on, fam. We got a quality product here, man. Come on. Like let's see, hey. like like the Drink Champs page. Five hundred thirty-seven thousand. Right, the podcast. Their podcast page, which is just promotion, has five hundred thirty-seven thousand. And all it is, that podcast is just—it's uh, just fucking EFN trying to explain what Nori's saying for two hours. I mean, come on, show us some love for God's sake. It's a, uh, uh, a NSL class. Nori has a second language. Yeah. <laughs> but oh my god i saw a clip this week i haven't watched i watched actually a little bit on revolt last night i was flipping channels and watched and i watched a few clips of wale on with drink champs and i swear to, i think nori pronounced his new album which is his last name Folarin too i think he pronounced it yo your new album Folarin, <laughs> which was amazing had a had a really i had a good um convo with uh, wale this week um, yeah, and we talk regular. I told Nori to hit you about. He did. About he he did hit me, and I gave him. I gave. I tried to give him as many facts as I could. Yeah, um, he hit me. He's like, "What do you know about Wale?" I said, "I know you should hit Peter Rosenberg. <laughs> That's <laughs> who you should hit." So we had a we had a and we had a good interview this week, and I talked to Wale all the time in real life, but in the interview sometimes, like I could be having our relationship could be great in real life. And then the interview happens, and the place that he's in in the interview is, like, weird and not good. And this week he seemed really – it was very Juan Epish, his demeanor of he has accepted – he has accepted that, like, to some degree, he doesn't think it's right that people don't think of him the way they think of some of the bigger names, but he's accepted it and found happiness with the fact that he's doing what he's doing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, Sounds he's like growth. It is. I, I think it is growth. I think it is growth. Um, I think he's always going to. And, and I just related, you know, I, we, I just relate to that. I, some days I do better with it than others. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, for example, you know, this week, for example, um, I think I can say his name. I don't think it's a big deal. Lenny S is friends with my girl, you know, photographer, hip hop world, etc. And. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he knows we're together, frankly. But, you know, mm-hmm. she got an invite to his Halloween party. I don't. <laughs> so if I had gone, I would have gone as her guest and just been like, hey, hi. I've known you also for a long, very long time. Now, I brought it up with Laura. I brought it up with Laura, and I'm going to pull you out, Billy June. Sorry, I don't know why you're still here, just being awkward. No, uh, I need to talk about Billy June. Oh, there's more about Billy June. We'll pull him back. So... I asked Laura about it, and Laura was like, "Well, she Laura said Styles to people who are new." Laura to Styles, show. original Carhartt girl, and she she said, "I've talked to Lenny about it. He says he used to invite us, but like he knows we're not going to go because the morning show." So he, blah, blah, blah. I was like, "Okay, I know it's not a diss, by the way. I know Lenny likes me. I'm not like, I'm not. That's like person personally offended." Yeah, it's nothing bad about Lenny. Yes, just trust me, Lenny. It happens with a lot of people. That yeah, and just dealing with the situation. Sometimes the invite is still nice. It's just still, and and then saw, and then my I last complaint on this subject. Sorry, and then I'll pass you the ball for your complaints. Um, I'm not is I realized 
peep this order of the world I figured out. So on my show, the the ego pecking order is everyone has to please and think about Ebro first. His his name in big bright letters. He's the guy at Apple. He's the guy who runs Summer Jam. He's the the, the guy. So mm-hmm. in terms of like you know relationships, manage. I mean, you know how many friendships have come in where Ebro had never heard of the artist and the artist was my person. And then you fast forward two years and I don't hear from the artist anymore, but Ebro's in regular contact with them. Like that's regular, right? That That's just life. So that happens. Then the next level it is, is when people do their rounds of press, you know, they do us and they do the breakfast club and they promote that they did the breakfast club. They don't even say that they did our show. Mm-hmm. because the clout is to do the breakfast club. Especially on a nationwide level. Of course. Now, this week, for example, and I'll say this too, because I'm not angry and I love the person and it's fine, and I indirectly am even related to him doing the breakfast club. But mm-hmm. my friend, the WWE champion, Big E, came on our show, and he went on the breakfast club. And it was the first time any wrestler's gone on the breakfast club. And our friend Chanel, who's my publicist and always brings guests to the Breakfast Club and has a relationship with them, brought them brought him there. Okay, mm-hmm. I was fully aware this was happening, fully supportive of it because Chanel's the best, and you know she always checks in on our feelings on things and lets us know. Unlike most people, Chanel will do the "Hey, are you good with this? Just want you to know this is going to happen." And that's all you ask for. And that's all that's you all ask, ask for because she's a fucking pro. We're right? not haters. We're not going to say no. I said we. I, I'm saying we like if I'm even on the show. <laughs> but no, no. But I, I said, of course, I want him to do the breakfast club. He absolutely should do the breakfast club. So he did. And we had a great time on our show and a great time on their show. And I'm not mad at him for this at all. But then when he did a post about his day of media, he posted a bunch of pictures. The cover picture was the breakfast club. Yeah, but did you do the interview live? No, but neither did they. They didn't. Do oh it no, live. no, sorry, no, I mean, sorry. Ours was live. Yes, in person, live in person, and live on the radio, not recorded. We went to the radio station. Yes, both. So, did both. He's my real friend. We talk in real life. He's done my show a bunch of times. He's my boy for real. I know he cares about me as a friend. I care about him as a friend. My guy. Still, when it was time to put up the post, the cover photo is the Breakfast Club. That's the bigger, that's the yeah. bigger play, and I get it. And I, I God, it's so weird. I, so pathetic. It's why I hate that I care. I hate that I care. Fuck, man. My life, life's so good. Who cares? You know. Uh, <laughs> I don't even have an answer. I don't even have a. I mean, have a follow no up. There's no answer. There's no follow up. There's nothing. Funny. It's just fuck, man. Why? It's, why? Why don't people want to go? Like Ebro will say, "Hey, can we do a favor for this person? He's my friend. He wants to have some no name on the show." Okay, we'll talk to the no name for 20 minutes of our time. Which, by the way, at this point in my life, I'm gonna keep it real. And if artists are offended, be offended. If I don't know you and haven't been have a reason to be in contact with your music and I don't immediately hear it and go, oh my God, which almost never happens, I'm probably good on the interview. I'm just good. I'm, my schedule's busy. I'll wait till I'm familiar with someone then want to interview them. So it's a favor. It's taking 20, mm-hmm. 30 minutes to sit and talk to someone so they get a look. Mm-hmm. 
And then the person we did the favor for got the same favor at the breakfast club and only promotes that they did the breakfast club. Why the fuck am I doing you a favor? Yeah, because that's, yeah, that's supposed to be reciprocal. And I don't even bring this shit up to Ebro and tell him, like, yo, you know the person you made us sit with, they didn't even promote, because he's not aware. He doesn't even look to see. So I don't even bother telling him. But think about, but that's why he moves the way he does, and that's why you are moving the way you move. Like a fucking loser. That's what you're saying. He doesn't, doesn't he, ignore it. Ignore it. Because his shit doesn't come from the posting of the show. His his favor gets returned another way. Hey, remember, remember I did you that favor? Yeah. Now it's your turn. Right. Uh, who gives a shit whether you post it? Yeah. Listen, you can say a lot of things about Ebro, but th- in terms of moving in a way that will benefit him in the long run? Oh, sorry. Oh, I th- can I say a lot of stuff about Ebro? No, 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 <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I thought that's what we were... Is that what we're doing now? You want to do this now? I've been waiting for this. I got some stuff. I got some stuff, too. We both got stuff. Oh, man. I got some shit. <laughs> what were you going to say before all that? Uh, no, I'm real quick, in the, in the same matter, I have so much dirt on people. Oh, go ahead. That if I was that type of person, I mean, I don't know if it would be a problem, but I got dirt. Psh, of people. course we do. And fucking, I just never, ever... I don't know. I never wanted to drop it. Bro, Saif, I have dirt on the famous, most famous people who have yeah. problems with me. Yeah. The ones who have problems with me. Right. I have dirt on them. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> Everyone. Uh, it's just I'm it's saying- the nature of the bees. But you know what? When you're not a savage animal, you go, unfortunately, unless they literally were to take bread out of your children's mouth uh, well, who cares you just got to you, you you you're not going to be a douche you know the funny thing about wanep wanep is, is that we're fucking baby. losers no 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 <laughs> it's like we tell these we have these moments and we tell these stories and it has nothing to do with the rap game it's this is everywhere yeah. this is every industry every job you every office every job every situation every relationship that's why people fuck with us because this applies. Yeah. Also, we drop an exclusive here and there. We got these one at moments of hip hop. Great. But this is grown man business where like, fuck, the same shit happens at my job where I fucking deliver uh, toiletries to hotels. You Yo, know, a- whatever you do, bruh. And, and I wish I just I want everyone to remember right around late October 2021. Late Rem- October 2021. Remember late October 2021. Because Saif heard two stories from me in the last two weeks that didn't make the show. Right. That will eventually be on the show. I promise I will tell them in full. And one of them, I would say, is one of the best stories we'll ever tell in the show. For our audience, I think it will be, would you say? Yeah, yes. The first one? Yes. It's it's a story that in my real life when I've told the people who know and love me, it's a jaw dropper, oh my god kind of story. And I can't wait to share it with you. We just gotta let a little more time pass. Yeah. yeah. And then you, the- ever, you, ever, you know when you know when people do interviews and they go, I can't talk about right that right I can't talk about that right now for legal issues. Like- mm-hmm. And you go, what? 
Um, so and bro, then the other one is crazy as well, and both are are like this weird. I've had a combination recently of weird sort of negative energy flying at me, but I've also had really great positive things flying at me. That's not what happened. Good Juanette business happening. Yeah. Good stuff going on. Like there's good shit going. Yeah, it's all you gotta. I'm in the matrix. I'm move. Mm-hmm. You gotta I stick and move. Baby. Stick and move. What did you uh, want to say about Billy June? By the way, what, what day is this coming out? Uh, Tuesday, okay. Wednesday. If you if Wednesday, November third, twenty twenty one. I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina, at this club called Good Night. Caitlin and Matt. That's the people I always forget to shout out. Caitlin and Matt are huge One Up fans. Okay, I love them to death. They come to all my shows anytime I'm in North Carolina. Um, she reminded me that on the last podcast I said November fourth by accident. Thank you, Caitlin. Ooh. November third, Raleigh, North Carolina, the capital, of North Carolina. Yeah, that's right. Good Night's Comedy Club. November 4th, uh, Washington, D.C., the D.C. Improv. Hey, now. Then I'm there. I'm at the D.C. Improv the whole weekend with Michelle Wolf. But please come to my show on Thursday, November 4th. And now, very important, uh, please, uh, Billy, tell our guests to come in, but also come back on. Put Billy back on. November 9th, Juan Epp is life. Juan Epp is live podcast for the new york comedy festival we got jared freed ricky velez and we got some hip-hop surprises i had a meeting with the club a phone meeting with billy june okay go ahead this is this guy this guy first of all i don't billy june has to be the luckiest moving us through the game player ever he gets all this great shit but i've never sat with a meeting in a meeting with him so we talked the night before we made notes about everything we need this we need this and we need this make sure we have this and let's see how we can do this okay we get on the call with adele from stand the stand that's what it is the stand nyc.com to get your tickets okay stand nyc.com uh november 9th Adele is a very good friend of mine. Good friend, my good, good friend. A cipher sounds with very you. good friend. I love her to death. The guy Joe that works there is the technical guy. We had some technical questions. The amount of muttering and stumbling through this meeting. Then he's like, and I'm not good at these things. And by the and way, by the way, in. the best part I'm is he, he's trying to talk right now, and he was muted. It was amazing. <laughs> Keep going. He was like this. It was like up that the who. Sife, he was in Vegas and he had no service, so you heard every other word that he said. Uh oh, Billy June. So Sife's, Sife's Billy oh, June oh. saying Sife, Billy June saying you sucked in the meeting. So no, 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 I did not suck. I was, I was rolling my eyes. So then he's like, um, w- w- uh, uh, is it, is it possible? Could we maybe uh, have six people on stage? I, no, not maybe. We absolutely one hundred percent need six people on stage. At a certain time, me Rosenberg, two comedians, and then the option of you know not don't question or can we get to we need this. This is what we need. And like, oh, is it? Do you guys could you maybe record it for us because we need to record it because it has to be on our podcast. Wait, sorry, you trailed off there, Billy June. Couldn't hear a word you said there at the end. You said, really, you how do you get things done? I get things done. How though? I'm I'm gonna when I'm when I'm on the phone with you, I 
I fucking bomb. Why? Why so of all I was there. It's yeah. because I was there. I'm fine dealing with Adele and Joe normally. Uh huh. Yeah. Shh, Rocky, <laughs> chill out. Nothing's going Rocky. on. So, Billy June, the person you panic with on the phone is the guy who you've known for life and who's <laughs> yeah. and who's basically put you in every yeah. position you've ever been yeah. in? Yeah. You know what I've decided that this podcast is? What? It's Gr- the Curb Your Enthusiasm of podcasts. Why? How's that? Because you're just talking about this. You were just saying you talk about like the shit that happens at work and in your life. Yeah, that's every th- every conversation is that. Nothing makes that curb. Buffy. <laughs> By the way, I'm not impressed by Curb this week. Did not like, like the it. debut of Curb. No, I didn't. I, I see, I'm seeing oh, people. Oh, you always say that, and then no, you no. go back later. I can't wait. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I I hope I will like it. I did. It's I cute. it was cool. It was cool. I didn't yeah, like Albert. His, did you watch? I didn't watch. You didn't yet, watch. But I already know how Larry is. We love him so much. We want everything to be the next level. Oh, he's gonna step. He's doing Curb. It's just curb. There's two curbs. There's the first four to five seasons, which he didn't know what it was, but it was great. And then after that, he knows it's great. So there's a little bit of like a wink to the audience. Like, I know this is great and you're going to love it. And that's it. Like, like when the New York one came out, I hated it. And then I went back and watched it. It's fucking hilarious. No, I I agree. And I think, by the way, though, but, there are seasons that where the debut episode's not great because they're setting up that it's going to be new and it is weird yes. and like there's a I new ca- that, yes. there's a new character they introduced who's going to be very funny, but like the storyline in which they used to get her there was so fucking stupid even by their standards. I was like, guys, you gotta have it. It was just too loose. I was like, you didn't I, even try this time. I read an article that said that this whole season is. A bunch of jigsaw. There's like a thousand. It's a thousand piece puzzle, and each episode they're just gonna add little pieces. It was and it at a, the end. It's all gonna be like a full circle shit show. Is it? Was it a good article? Was it a complimentary article or negative? Yeah, no, it was a complimentary article. You sure? I don't know if I they, trust that you know what complimentary or negative was. No, they they were talking to the director, and he was explaining the story. Do you know line. what? Do you know what jigsaw means? <laughs> That's true. Also, do you know the word jigsaw? Um, you see that Chappelle thing? Which thing? The thing he dropped on Instagram. The little. Oh yeah, I, I, you, you'll be shocked to know I, I did not love it. You didn't love it? No. It was a little weird. I, I appreciate that I you've didn't been. Love it. I appreciate that you. I, I meant to tell you this. I didn't even tell you this off the air. I appreciate that on the pod you've been honest and yeah. and fair. And you like, I, I'm trying to not be like my dad, even though I'm so. We're like, I just get obsessed with like, especially if it's someone I like. When they start doing something stupid, I want to, like, kill them for it constantly. Like, there are worse people in the fucking world right now than Dave Chappelle. Let me be clear. I love the guy. But this move, again, I was like, wait. The whole thing that's going on, it's just so you wanted to use that as the tool to promote the 10 shows? Like, I just was like, why? No, no. That, that's how. Yeah, okay, I can go a little deeper. And I, I haven't been part of any of these conversations. Okay. It's not just a tool to promote the shows. He doesn't care about. He didn't want to promote the movie on this. He wants to show the documentary. Right. He made a good film. And if you notice, here's the thing about Dave. He's a very angry in that little piece. And he goes, you got to meet on my conditions. I didn't like that part. That was it. In the middle. That Let's was a, 
that was that was a really like yeah what that wasn't a good line I, I did like that he said you need to watch the entire special before you come talk to me I did like that totally well that's fair and then meeting on my terms uh, I'm not gonna bend yeah, I'm, don't say don't tell people what you're not gonna do that's not that's not useful the, I don't think the the well <laughs> I like what what he's saying. He's dealing with a lot of pressure where he's saying, am I canceled or not? Because if I'm canceled, I'm about to go do this. If I'm not canceled, then I'm going to do this. So where are we? But does he know that there's no such thing as outright canceled? That's not a thing. There's no board. There's no board who decides that you're permanently canceled. Right, and he's fighting a ba- he's fighting back against being canceled, so that's why it feels different than all the other people who have got canceled because they couldn't fight back or didn't fight back. Right, they had no means to. But he, if you notice the the picture where he's promoting the the screenings of the documentary, he has the directors' names on it where he didn't have that before, because he because those directors are his friends, and they 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 deserve to be in. Their film to be in film festivals. Right. That's they they won an Oscar for the last documentary documentary that they made, which is about a car factory in Ohio that was taken over by the by Chinese and the Obamas produced it. Right. So they won they won an Oscar for that. This film is also another touching story about Ohio and all these different things. So I think it's like, okay, cancel me. But they made the film. I need people to see their film. Oh, you you don't want us at your film festivals? I'll do my own fucking film festival. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's a it's a it's a it's the move. It's the move we want to 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 to, to uh, um to use when someone says, "Hey, you're not allowed to do this anymore. You're canceled." Well, I'll do my own. But thing. but okay, I'll go, I'll go but, grassroots. But like the thing is. The only reason you're being, quote, canceled, and you're not, because I wouldn't say not getting invited to film festivals is the same as, like, not being able to, you know, getting pulled from Netflix. But if you were in the film festival and then they pull it. Yeah, that's a version of it. That's a version of it. And they pull it out because of of what? Because of of what? Because if if it's, I don't know, if in fact people were, I don't know. That's the part that's hard because, like, at the same time, who are you blaming? You're intentionally pushing people's buttons and saying, does it hurt yet? Does it hurt yet? Do you not like this? Do you not like this? And I'm then, not hitting you. I'm not hitting you. Yeah, I'm not. And I'm I, not oh, I'm not hitting you. Don't hit me back. It's just a joke. Like, the whole thing is so convoluted to me that, like, you know, it, it's just – it's just not his best. It's just to me not his best moment. That that's all. It's I think he's such a brilliant dude that at some point he's gonna come around and be like, "Yo, man, remember 2021? That was a a weird time." Oh, remember, remember, um, when did when did the Chappelle show get canceled? Twenty oh five, uh, two thousand five or something. Yeah, something like that. Like, if that happened to you, and you wished. You would have fought back back then. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and, and something happened to you, and you, I fucking wish I would have handled it differently. I wish I would have stood up for myself. I don't I even, and I still don't even fully understand what happened back then. Right, but that's what I'm saying. And but back it, then, and it, it doesn't and it, matter. I know, it, it, I know. It's an inner burning of somebody. And then 
and then it's sort of happened again in a weird way, your, your internal philosophy, I'm not letting this happen again. I'm going to fight back. You know what I mean? Let's, let's, it's on a, it's let's, on a huge public level. Let's, um, we can continue this conversation. Well, let's bring on our, uh, our guest. Billy June actually got us a guest, which is a fucking miracle. And <laughs> the dude's actually super talented. And there, some people are going to be very excited. And some people are going to be uh, getting familiar with him for the first time. He's got a record. Yeah, he's here. He's got a record out right now called Shut the Fuck Up. He's a podcast host, a comedian, a rap artist. Based on what the on the lyrics that I heard, oh. a, a wrestling <laughs> fan, sounds like. For sure. What's up, Zach? Uh, my, my guess is a general culture nerd. Zach Fox is here. For sure. What's up, y'all? <laughs> Appreciate it for having me on. Sorry for the delay. No, no, it's all good, man. You, um, oh, it, it's all good. 100%. Our producer yeah. Billy Jr. was shitting his pants that you would get highly <laughs> offended. We got we got to get him on. We got to get him on. No, I I'm literally You look here. like you look like you're swamped with with shit to do right now. No, I'm I'm you see it's just toys in the background and shit like <laughs> He's just sitting I'm in a room of stuff. Um, playing Spider-Man right now, like I, I have nothing going on today. Well, so. right, right, we're gonna throw you right in. Yeah, right. to do with you, the Dave Chappelle response. Now listen, let's we, and, and let and let's jump in and let, just to, get, to give you some groundwork. We do not normally do this. We are not a big say something about the hot topic, yeah. but Sife no, works. Definitely not. But Sife knows Chappelle incredibly well. I, I'm mm-hmm. a fan, but I've been very critical of the last couple of months. I have not been a huge fan of what's been going on, whatever. We have mixed opinions on it, but did you watch mm-hmm. the video he put out this week, and what were your what were your thoughts? My thoughts in general are just like, I love Dave. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. He inspired me to, to like explore comedy, inspire every friend that I know to explore comedy, but at a certain point, I just, I guess what's bumping me the most is like this messianic view that he's kind of overtaken, like where his perspective is like so bird's eye that it's causing him to not be on the ground level with people. And that to me is like the, that's the foundation of comedy is is empathy and sensitivity and like being able to look out into a crowd of interesting, just, you know, dirty, nerdy, weird American people and connect with them and everybody across the board and um you know aside from all the political and moral standpoints and and everything else i i try not to get too bogged down with that but like i just really really i'm a comedy nerd like i enjoy jokes you know what i mean so when when you put out a special i'm like i don't want to see you clean up your messes from the past few years i want to see you go up there and make me laugh about right now you know what I mean? like i feel like if cat williams put out a special Today, he's going to be talking about the shit that's going on right now and and have the funniest take on Mark Zuckerberg changing the Facebook name. Like, right, right, you know right. what I mean? And like, and just keep us in the moment. And um, this I motherfucker yeah. changed the name of Facebook. How are you going to change the name? <laughs> like, <laughs> What is my mama going to use to contact me? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I want right now. Like, somebody needs to just be... Just be stupid, you know. <laughs> Listen, if you wanna if you wanna get content where grown up men cry about people being angry at them or not liking them, just listen to our podcast. You don't need <laughs> you don't need to watch a Chappelle special. Oh, 
Is Dave Chappelle biting the Wanep formula? Yeah. Why don't people invite us to parties? Why don't our rapper friends talk to us? Why? 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 But I, that's that's where I'm. That's the thing that I'm at, and like I guess I've been frustrated because I have like two worlds. I have like my dad, who's so uh, such a fucking lunatic, who loves mm-hmm. to hate the people who should be on your side more than he mm-hmm. even hates the people who are on the other side. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like mm-hmm. my dad's hatred of Donald Trump, for example, goes so deep that it only gets talked about sparingly. But my dad, who grew up idolizing Bobby Kennedy, and I've told Sife this before, randomly, you know, my dad, my dad at one point in 19, you know, whenever, I guess in 1967 or something like that. No, earlier than that, I think it was one of Kennedy's early runs for political office. My dad literally mm-hmm. sat on a convertible and held Bobby Kennedy's legs so he wouldn't get pulled off the convertible. Like, they asked, like, hey, kid, can you help out? And my dad sat there holding Bobby Kennedy's leg so he wouldn't get what? pulled off the car. That's how much the man loved Bobby Kennedy. <laughs> and, and and fast forward fast also, forward to 2000. Wait, and hold, on a, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How did any other Kennedy get into a convertible? Right. What happened to the first one? Might have been, right. be, been before. Okay. Might have been before. No, no, okay, okay, okay. Out I don't think I it's a great point. It's a great point. So my dad, a man who was willing to pass out flyers and hold the man's legs to make sure he didn't get hurt. Fast forward forty years, I said something about oh, so you what's what you you you're reading a new book about Kennedy? And my dad's direct quote was, I hope they dig him up and throw him in the garbage. <laughs> so so <laughs> I, I, whatever thing he learned, whatever new, I'm done. So, so I have, I have my dad who every other day is sending me a new article about Chappelle, you know, roasting Mm -hmm. Chappelle and how bad and out of touch he is. And, and, and I have to be like, I have to stop my dad and remind him, but dad, understand that while I think he's making mistakes, he is a guy who's generally brilliant and has generally pointed out things on the right side of so many issues. Like don't. But then on the flip side, you have the, you know, sort of uh, black Twitter verse to some degree that if you if you throw and, and that's by the way, that's not a monolith. There are some people who are definitely being critical of Dave, but there are some people sure. that if you bring it up are just on some. Oh, of course, you're trying to cancel Dave. And it's like, yeah. calm down. No, it's not about trying to cancel Dave. But I just my main takeaway is that I'm surprised the people who are supporting him so blindly aren't concerned mm-hmm. about the fact that he's clearly not the best version of himself. The right. the moments that normally make you go, oh, shit, they're not mm-hmm. clicking the way they used to. And and yeah. to me, that's sort of my reason for concern is where are you in your life right now that what you're normally a genius at just seems a little bit off to me. And, and where is the culture at that people look at that and go, yep, that's it. That's like, but the, that's the problem. The that's pro- the product I want. But that is the biggest problem because ultimately, just like Trumpism, what they're relating to is the fact that it's they not the comedy. It's- they want to say fuck trans people. That's right. the problem. You're getting right. those people to say, "Yeah, I'm with you," and then you try to say, "No, no, I'm not saying that." Well, guess what? Right. The people- that's, not what that's not what I said. That's not what I said. Well, bad news. The people who hate trans people, they're rocking. That's with you. what the. That's what they think you said, bro. Like somebody's gonna like attack a trans person and say, "I'm Rick James, bitch." We're like two months out from that. that. That's a great and way it, of putting it. And there's no. Then there's gonna be no denying that like it's a connected thing. It's like Red Hat and MAGA and racism. You know what I mean? Like. 
That's what they're getting. You put that on. I it's see. Like, I know what like, symbol you're saying. You know, like, that's what you, you get. ISIS. You know, ISIS comes from. Uh, what does ISIS come from? The Taliban or the the other guys? What's the other guys? Um, Al Qaeda. Uh, Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda. I think ISIS comes from Al Qaeda, and then ISIS was like, "Nah, we want to do more, son." And Al Qaeda <laughs> was like, "Yo, chill, chill." Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. So like, <laughs> Yo, and the like, Taliban's like, "We're kind of just a government now." <laughs> we're chilling, but <laughs> we got treadmills now. We we don't know what we were doing back then, but we talked to the White House. Like, <laughs> by the way, I'm saying all of this, all of my progressive bullshit, while wearing a Conor McGregor shirt. I realized this is free. <laughs> I know Conor McGregor said nasty shit before. I'm not a fan. I root for him to lose, but I love roots of fight. That's all. I just want to be clear. Um, so so Zach, bro, how'd you? Go ahead, Zach. I, I, I just want to say, no, I, listen, I love Dave Chappelle. He's my brother. Yeah. Uh, there's things he's gone through. I, and I'm not around him every day. Like, when you're around him every day, you hear different perspectives that he doesn't even ever put out, which is mm-hmm. cool. But I just look at it like, you know, when Richard Pryor first flipped, when Richard Pryor used to try to be clean Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. and it wasn't who he was. And then he flipped to what we now know as Richard Pryor. He was getting a lot of flack for that. You know what I mean? Same thing with Muhammad Ali and when he be, when he left Cassius Clay. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, in 10 years, it might be like, oh, the defining moment where Chappelle became the, you know, it's, he's doing something new. Yeah. He's having a conversation because he knew how many Netflix specials he had. So he's having this conversation with the public back and forth through his specials. That's never right. been done before. When George yeah. Carlin did a special every year and a half, people were like, this is unbelievable. You know what I mean? So it could be. But it, but to that point then, how, with that sort of power and influence, how was this the subject and group you wanted to sort of make the focus of your ire? I, I, That's I, so I, weird. I don't think it, I don't think it was, I don't think it was, uh, you know, preconceived. I just think the, they keep going at him. That, but the, he, you know no, I mean? he, they, they think he keeps going at them. And this it's like it's it's literally folks who are like, dog, we don't even know why he's talking to us. <laughs> like, like, yeah, can we just <laughs> we just, just been chilling and he's like Let's, and, and, and another way, thing and another thing <laughs> And they're already out the door, bro. Like, why are you still yelling at <laughs> No 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 sir? Come on back, madam, uh-uh, uh-uh. sir. I'm still arguing with you and I'm gonna keep yelling. <laughs> And by, and this is a group that, and like listen there is a fundamental really interesting piece right that I all, that he used to make in a way that made me go oh shit when he pointed out you know the original thing of like trans women who were originally just white men that's how they're able to do so much more than uh than than black issues or whatever in America that was that was really interesting that was yeah. thought provoking but now we've gone That's way what beyond. What pisses me off about him is that he will like. We can't kid ourselves about Dave. He grew up in a house. His mom is an academic. His dad was an activist and academic. He's he's got a Mark Twain Award. He's surrounded by some of the smartest people to ever exist in culture. This nigga knows what intersectionality means. You know what I mean? And like you know, like he knows these concepts. He's not like unaware. So I think sometimes he's just being intentionally uh, like obtuse, obtuse when yeah. like when when he can recognize how intersectionality works for a white trans person like Caitlyn Jenner and how that can translate to like yeah that's a power move 
And okay, well then how can't you recognize how blackness and transness coming together as an intersection equals you're the underdog, bro. You're the most like killed person, the most hunted person in America. But when he does these things, he sets up these false dichotomies of here's what gay people can do and here's what and queer people can do and here's what black people can do. And it's like, bro, you're talking about the same shit. These are all interwoven communities and stuff. So when you separate it, it, it I'm like, it's just bad math. That's that's all it is. It comes down to. Well, I had that moment a lot too. Of comedy's bad math. When you say when you say obtuse, one hundred percent. Patrice O'Neill had bad math all the time, bad but math, it was bro. funny bad math. <laughs> that's a great yeah, way of putting. This one's not as funny. This one is not as funny. And by the way, it. Patrice was the master of walking you up to the line where you laugh and you're like, "Ooh, this is a tough thing to laugh at," but man, this is still inherently funny. Yes. Yeah, it, it, that's why I like Patrice because he he told you up top, I'm a misogynist. He didn't try to give you any other thesis statement of him being a good or moral person. He was like, I'm this, and I'm going to walk you over to my side, and you won't even know that you're coming over there. And, may, and, and that, that's crazy. And it's funny because Saif, that, that, that last podcast we did with Patrice, there were moments where we were listening to him, and I was like, I'm arguing, you know, I'm listening to him. I wasn't even arguing, that was more just laughing. I'm listening to and laughing with a crazy person. He is yeah. saying things that I do not co-sign. This is wild. <laughs> However, and maybe this is fucked up too, I felt more comfortable laughing at the idea of him saying I'm a misogynist than right now in 2021 I'm able to laugh at Dave starting out under the guise of I'm transphobic, which he said multiple times in the thing. Uh, he's like, mm-hmm. I'm transphobic. Because if I was watching no, a special, he, he did. He's saying that sarcastically. I know, I know, but still, but is it? Like yes, yeah. it's sarcastic, it is. but is it? it is sarcastic. But does everyone take it as sarcastic? No, but, but a lot of people coming from a sarcastic person. My, I was trying to define my comedy. People always ask you, "What kind of comedy do you do?" Which I fucking hate that question. Yeah, but I realize it comes from sarcasm, and that's why it's often not. Got, also, I'm not funny at all, but it's often not understood because <laughs> right. people don't understand sarcasm. Yeah, and and it's, well, it's like a language. But the sarcasm gets. It gets uh, a little complex when you say uh, yeah. I'm being sarcastic when I say I'm transphobic, but I'm going to say a bunch of things that you might construe as transphobic. Yes. That's yes. Yes. if I saw a Jewish com- a comedian get up and go, I'm anti-Semitic. They say it a few times. And then throughout it, he's like, now let's talk more about Jews. And another mm-hmm. thing about yeah, Jews, yeah, yeah. by the end, I'd be like, I don't I'm think I like that nigga. That nigga don't like Adam Sandler, bro. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he does. <laughs> Actually, is there any comedians doing that? I would love to go to that show. <laughs> Trust me, it's going to be in a really shittily run club. It's going to be really small. Um, oh, yeah. Yo, Zach, where are you at right, in the Zach. world? What's up, Zach? Uh, I'm in L.A. right now. It's it's gloomy. There, a fog has descended oh, no. upon the city, and it's great. Where yeah. are you from, Zach Fox? Uh, from Atlanta originally. God, I knew it. I knew yeah. a rapping Man, I was in Atlanta, comedian motherfucker Atlanta, would be from Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> I was in Atlanta last week, bro. Uh, I spent like five days there. That's the longest time I've ever spent. For some reason, when I go to Atlanta, it's only like one or two days. Did you call Eric Sermon? Career. I didn't call Eric Sermon. I should have mm. called Eric Sermon. Fuck. Um, but I think he lives here now. Town, man, the comedy there is 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 interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird town. It's it's a it's like one of the blackest comedy. Cities, though, I mean, I think like besides D.C. and like I, I think people in Atlanta are fucking killing it right now. Carlos Miller, D.C. Young Fly, Chico Bean, like 
Those are some of my favorite. Who I did, who was on the show I did, that is phenomenal. Um, Clayton English. Oh, dude, Clayton's my Bro, boy. That Clayton man is English, man. Woo. He's got a Clayton. great name. Strong. I don't know him, but strong name. Strong name. Clayton. Bro, Clayton. 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 One of the funniest people I've ever met. Yeah, like I met him real life on the show on Truth when I had my show on True TV, and I met him there. But you know, you can't really meet people when you're hosting a show. It's like everything is you know running so fast. Man, but he had some bits, and I, I, I went in there. You know that show. Um, how long? How long has it been since you've been in Atlanta? Oh, 2017. I moved out here, but okay. I go back you all the time. Yeah. You know the show. It's like a late show. It's like a 1:30. I think it's called. Mm. It's called 1:30 or 1 a.m. It always starts at 1:30 a.m. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, bro. It's like the equivalent of the Knitting Factory in New York. It's like a long-running okay. show that has been passed down to different producers. And I went in there. I was like, I'm good. They have me going, like, second to last. But, like, I've been killing it all weekend. This is, like, a bonus show. I'm just going to do what I've been doing. <laughs> and then Clayton goes up. And I go, I should go look at my notes. <laughs> <laughs> he was that good. I should, oh, bro. I, I was like, and I, I went to go look at, I was like, I should probably focus on what I'm about to do here and not fuck around. Yeah. Um, Clayton's serious see. business. Yeah, so I love now, it. Man. So you, you're you a renaissance man. You do a lot of different things, Zach. I guess, yeah. I'd just be bored. I mean, you, by the way, <laughs> you, have, ADD. <laughs> you have a song on your, when I first looked you up the other day, and I apologize for being late to the party, but I'm old, so. That's all good. Um, old. Jesus is the one. Mm-hmm. 36 million Spotify streams. Yeah, yeah. Hi, let's hear. Let's like, want to hear that for a second. Let's sure. listen. Let's take a listen, shall we, everyone? Let's take a, take a listen. So this is from what it's year? Jesus exactly. is the one. I'm depressed, right? Yeah, depressed. yeah. This from 2019. Me and Kenny. All right. <laughs> 2019. Hey, hey, bitch, you better praise God or I'm a shooting that's on God. I ain't playing by my Lord and Savior. I'm on my job. If you ain't a Christian, I'm going to stab you in the face. If it ain't about Jesus, I'm going to hit you with this cake. <laughs> Jesus is the one. Hell yeah, praise Jesus Christ, nigga. Free Palestine, free take It's the trap game. Abraham Lincoln, four score and 16 bars ago. R.I.P. Betty White. She ain't dead before when she died because I know it's coming up. Hey, little bitch, how you not gonna fuck on a real nigga? Yeah, I'm getting paid, still late on my bills, nigga. Yo, bitch, at my crib, I just let her charge the iPhone. Ask me if these diamonds now, bitch, these some rhinestones. Armpit musty, Reeboks dusty. My show got canceled, cause white folks don't trust me. Now I'm in the strip club with glue on the bottom of my shoe, nigga. That's how I'm do. Hey, I'm stealing money from these bitches. I'm hitting licks year round like it's Christmas. I got a dick. I take the condom off and drug my nut, it's delicious. I want to get a whip and crash it in the way on businesses. Hey. Hey, no, hold on, I got this hook. Hold on, I got this hook. Hey. Here we go, hold on. Hey, hey, hey. I'm going to dip my balls into some thousand dollar dressing. Because I got depression. I'm going to avoid my taxes, then I'm going to get arrested. Because I got depression. I'm going to rob my mama and I'm going to spend the money on an old Chevy. Cause I got depression Everybody know nigga You need to learn your fucking lesson Nigga I got depression Hey Wow Wow Okay I get it now I get it That's beautiful Peter Rosenberg The the, the moment Like just seeing the moment of Peter Rosenberg Be like Who is this yeah, That's it I learned <laughs> Because Because I was listening to your new shit the other day And the ones I was listening to I have humor in them But they're not as blatantly Comedic yeah, as that Yeah yeah 
Yeah, I mean, that was a moment of like, that was, that was uh, Kenny Beats has a show called The Cave on YouTube and he just has people and friends come in and freestyle. And we weren't even trying to make a real ass song. I was in there like, just trolling that man and like <laughs> and being a nuisance in uh, Yo, free Palestine in, and free take take is incredible. Yeah, and it just ended up being like the biggest song of both of our careers <laughs> accidentally. How, so how long how long have you been doing the rap part of things? Uh, since twenty eighteen, I, I was dabbling. I mean, you've interviewed a close friend of mine years ago, Father from Awful Records. Yeah. That's my cadre. That's like, that's all my brothers. That's who I came up with. Atlanta also, with. right, of course. Atlanta, How yeah. is and, Father? You know, he's good. He's really good. He's living the country life, going mudding. He's got a baby now. He just ride around ATVs in the country and like, be just be, he's being a, a true dad, like to the truest sense of well, the word. Well, that's perfect. That's perfect because his name yeah. is Father. So I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad to see this. It's, uh, it's about fucking time. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's all my friends and, I would dabble back then and then like 2018 me and Kenny started playing around and then I just kind of like stuck with it and I'm just trying to like I'm just exploring it as a as a medium like anything else. And how long you been doing the, the comedy part? Uh since like 2016. How doing, old how old are you? 30. I just wow. turned 30. Man. You yeah. Move it, you move it really really well, bro. Oh man, I I fucking I hope bet, so. I've been exactly on the set. <laughs> Of Sam J show. Sam J show. Yes. Yeah. 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 Wait, did we meet before that though? We might have met once before that. I feel like we did somewhere. I think we. I think we met at a Thundercat show a few years ago. Yeah. Sif, yeah. I never saw your episode of Sam J. Did they keep you in it? Because I, I watch people get edited the fuck out of that show. I, I, I don't think I, I could do it. I also haven't watched it, uh, but. From all the response I got on Instagram, I had a good, a really good line. A, in it. Oh, you had a, you had a good line. Hit. Yeah, yeah something time. hit. You did something hit that sparked uh, like a like. Oh, sight, this was dope. I don't I, know how yeah. much of it. I I I love Sam J's show. It's one of the first, and we've been meaning to have her on too. It's one of the first shows that has a new format that I actually was like, oh wow, this is an. Yeah. In, I've never seen this new format. Yeah. Cool, and that's hard to yeah. come up with. It's a great idea Super that hard. everyone's like, we're gonna come up with some wacky stuff, and and you can't yeah. do it. But yeah. I, but the first episode, every, every every show every show goes. We're gonna come up with a new format. But then the log line is the office meets food like uh, Top Chef. And I'm like, well, those are two formats you're just slamming yeah. together. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard to really break out of the shit and actually I know, it's super hard. I mean, also because I mean, listen, TV is TV. No matter, like the funny thing is, like all this TikTok shit that's happening now, right? Mm-hmm. It's still a flat screen that we're looking at. We're looking at somebody use the camera to, you know, pre-project themselves to us. All this advice that TikTokers give to other TikTokers is radio advice that we right. got in fucking 2007. It's like, start with a hook. Keep, you know, you know, uh, uh, start with a hook. Have a niche. Mm-hmm. Have something that's, that, that's your format. Mm-hmm. And it's like. I'm listening to this. I'm like, bro, I did this for fucking years. Yeah. It's just a little quicker now. There's no, you know, but the little, the, the big, the big rules stay the same, like throughout. Yeah. But I everything. don't laugh at this, by the way, this, this is, you got, you have a career um, to, to take care of, but Siphon, I don't, but, but I got, that's why I respect what Charlemagne's doing because he was like, I want to take the, the John Oliver format, but make it fucking terrible. 
Like, I think that was I, like, how do I take the John Oliver format with no comedic chops whatsoever and do that as a show? And like to me, that's again that you're doing something different. So I like that. Did you watch it? Did you watch I, it? I, I've I've jumped in. I, I, I watched I, it. Yeah, I saw I saw a couple clips. Hold on, I'm gonna like, remove. Hold me remove him from the watch. Hold on. <laughs> Listen, that that goes to show you, man, that that fucking TV writing and that comedy shit is not to be fucked with, man. It's 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 so important, dog. It's so important. Well, how many and how many shows have you written on, Zach? Not a lot. I wrote on Eric Andre. I wrote uh, help build the show with Sam, uh, a show that's coming out soon. Bust down. That's also got Sam, Jack Knight, Langston Kerman, and Chris Red from SNL. Oh, nice. Uh, Me and Jack crew. That whole crew was like a LA crew. Like if you if you had to do comedy in LA, you would always see them. That was a crew, and then that's the little pod. Chris Red got on SNL. Sam J got on as a writer. Then mm-hmm. Jack Knight does. Um, he writes on Big Mouth. He writes on yeah. a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And who's mm-hmm. the other guy? And Langston was on um, Insecure, right? Yep, yep. And the boys and uh, God so, bless this so mess. All, they all got um, they all like they were like a little crew that all got on in different ways, and then they. They had an idea that they're now putting out together, which is which I fucking love that they went back and doing their shit together. So what you're doing Dude, that right, so, you're doing that right now? Uh, we already wrote it and and they shot it and uh, wrapped the season. Uh, I got I wrote an episode on there. That'll be my first actual like episode of television because I didn't so, start like actually getting in writing, you know, script writing. You know, you can be in the room and you're punching up jokes and you're pitching jokes, but having that responsibility of the script, they were like, yeah. we trust the homie. So it was, it's really dope. I think it's like, I don't know what anything is anymore. Uh, as, as a 30 year old, I feel like uh, a 30 year old black man now might as well be a 52 year old, like Korean nigga. I, I don't even know like what culture is anymore. I don't know what people like anymore. That's why I just do shit and work with dope people. But if it's a hit, I would love for it to be a hit because, in my opinion, it's one of the funniest shows I've ever witnessed. It's, what, wait, so what kind of show is it? It's a sitcom it's, kind of show? To, to Cypher's point, you know, we have to compare everything to something white people did. So I yeah. would say it's, it's the black always sunny for people who don't want to ah, dive too deep into way. it. That's a yeah. To describe it. Yeah. yeah. You know, you have these very terrible people and, and they get in different situations and, but it's from a black lens and it's not, um, I think what I like most about it is that it's just stupid and it's silly and it's not trying to be bogged down in like morality or, or, uh, the yeah. exist, the existence of being black right now. And I feel like everything black on TV right now is like a reaction to <laughs> last yeah. year. And like, yeah. it's got to say something about race. And I think all that stuff is great too. But man, I grew up watching dumb shit. I grew up watching Minister Society and Chip and Dave and uh, things that were just pure silliness. So I, I woke up today. I woke up today, Siphon. My girl was watching House Party. Um, House Party. And, and by the way, people used to do dumb shit and also say shit in it. Like House Party has its messaging and to come out in 1990 and portray this like sort of suburban black teenage world, it all Mm -hmm. was something and and also wasn't intentionally hitting you in the face so hard that you're like, you feel like that's what you're signing up for. Yeah, it's funny. House Party, the 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 people of House Party Mm -hmm. are the parents of Tyler the Creator and um 
odd future. What? Not literally. Not 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 literally, but I'm saying because because Tyler created and when I thought first, you were saying some of them were like extras and like, wow. I was like, what? No. <laughs> I'm saying when Odd Future first came out, they said they were black kids born in the suburbs mm-hmm. and they were and, and skateboarding and doing drugs wasn't like they got introduced to it like because they moved into a white neighborhood. It was they were born into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like that house, but the '90s, like what Compton originally was, was supposed to be like this kind of like upper middle class black suburb. You know what I mean? And and is it these are the kid? These are the parents of what who became those wow. type of kids? Suburb well, yeah, they were 16, 16 in nineteen ninety, twenty six in in two thousand. Yeah, yeah, basically age wise, yeah. that's about that's basically about right. You did a wow. you did a large jump in age. That was a big one, yeah. For, like, bro, you could be having kids at sixteen. <laughs> I made them twenty six. <laughs> okay, I'm twenty one in nineteen ninety five. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm forty two and don't have kids, so I'm I'm trying to do the best math I can. Okay, so so um, Zach, what was your like? Uh, you just you just went out to L. A. and and started meeting people. What was your path? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I was like, I was with Awful, like pretty heavy. And I had kind of like a social media presence already that people were like, oh, this dude's funny. And I was like, man, there's, I feel like there's another echelon I could take it to because I just don't want it to exist online. And so I just came out, started meeting people, met Thundercat and Flylo worked on, uh, was in a film that Flylo did a few years ago. And then, yeah, just really started like connecting. I always wanted to keep my shit, you know, focused. I never wanted to be just like a TV writer that's bouncing around da, 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 like doing whatever kind of shows. But I wanted to learn like every angle of the craft and just kind of like study. So what's, and I, what's your Thundercat connection? Uh, we met, we literally met via Twitter. Like we were both just being idiots, like talking shit to each other on Twitter. And, and we linked up in real life and uh, got so drunk that we like stole a person's Uber and like uh, I think we fought and then fought each we other. Like, yeah, we fought each other and and we just been brothers ever since. But <laughs> that's how you mean. Um, that's that's you life. Did, you, what did you yeah. do with him? You directed something or? Uh, I did album art pretty early for for Steven and I directed uh, the Dragon Ball Durag music video that's with yeah, 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 yeah. with Kaliuchis and and Heim. Um, yeah, but that that's that was honestly like the stuff I was trying to do. I was like, I just want to be around creative people and and you know one day make like kind of an opus but i just wanted to like learn and just use la as like a dojo like a hyperbolic time chamber just get good at a bunch of shit and what would the make some dope art i know you're not going to give it all away but like do you have an idea in your brain of what the opus relates to what part of your story look this, is? Look at this! Look at this great interviewer, Peter Rosenberg. Thank you. <laughs> you always say that when I. It's like when I ask a question that's not mind-numbingly stupid. Sorry, I'm looking for my girlfriend's dog. When <laughs> I ask, you have to call it out. Like, can you let us just have a good question? I think it, I think it's a great question. Can I say one thing when we talk about um, mind? What did you call it? Mind stupidly. What did you say? Me? Mind-numbingly. When I ask mind. one question, it's not a mind-numbingly dumb question. Well, I'm going to tell you something mind-numbingly dumb, and I feel bad. Go. Did I make fun of Billy June so much? I did not press record on this interview. Oh, I got it. <laughs> I have not been recording any of this. So your audio is going to be my, the audio I have of yours? That's right. Did you hit record now? <laughs> Why? What's the point? Yeah, I guess what's the point? <laughs> 
No, but I was going to say at the very beginning, we started so quick, no. I was going to stop you and go, you didn't hit record, did you? No, Zach, we, we're recording You're you. good. But yeah, you no, I send separate audio. Listen, so. I'm just having a conversation and then playing Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying my morning. Okay, yeah. Okay, the, by, good, because I didn't record either. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Your so, opus. yeah, your, what would the opus relate to? Uh, like content wise, like thematically, yeah. Like, do you, I know you know what the story is. The, your ultimate story you want to tell obviously has it's either some like fantasy story that's never been done before, or it relates to your life in a specific way. Like, what is it? It's both. I really want to make something in the in in the sci fi realm. Like, I'm tired of where everything's going with just like horror and and like everybody trying to make get out. But uh, yeah, sci fi and definitely like, I guess if I could get it to the most simplest terms. I think my goal is to really like kind of do what we've been talking about, like show, I just want to show like real ass funny people in the South and not like the glitzed up, glammed up kind of shined up version of what black television has kind of become. Like I want to reel things back and get it like and grounded a little bit more. Some of the funniest people I know are just from like towns that just got a target, you know, and Macon, Georgia and Savannah, Georgia and, yeah. Charleston, South Carolina, and um, I just want to make like a real Southern Black comedy that like hasn't been tapped into Bro, you before. Saw, um, you saw Mike Killer Mike show on Netflix? Yes. <clears throat> you saw when he did the, the the strip club church? Yep. Bro, one of the most powerful moments I ever saw on television is when that Black woman was crying, and she said, "I don't want to always be a strong Black woman. Yeah. I just want to be a Black woman." Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we got to put up this front of being super strong and we're not all gangsters and ignorant. And also, there's a lot of, there's a lot of just, middle, there's a lot of just yes. people. And I'm like, why is nobody getting in that? It's like you have this massive stake and you're just like cutting off uh, the finest ends. And, and and no disrespect to anybody who has, has no, a TV respect, show and who's, I respect, I respect it all, but like, oh shit. Like, you know, Obama. Here we go. Is it big? No, we're good. Who is it? Huh? It was thunder. It was thundercat. Put him on. How how do I put him on? Hold on. Just put, hold the phone. Or you can see- hold the phone up. Oh, that would be hot. Yeah. Why are you being so weird, Zach? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm so weird about my phone. <laughs> Why are you being so weird, man? We trying to talk to Thundercat on the podcast. He called, he called me and then immediately. Damn! Disrespected your whole shit. <laughs> then he goes. Like the image then he goes. Called. Accident. Accident. <laughs> Yo, um, so I, so I was gonna say something, and I know this. I just I don't know if this is a not careful, cool thing to careful, say. Or careful. So Uh-oh. I I'm not a big um insecure watcher, even though I feel like I probably should have been. I never have been. How did I know that was where I was like? I felt like I was yeah you muscling it that way because you did, but but, but it's okay. <laughs> so how. There you. I know, and I love Issa, and and uh, I mean, I'm so excited to see Amanda become what she's become. It's crazy. It's great. It's all great. Yvonne Orch yeah. is from D.C. Love it all. But when I watched the other day, because my girl watches it, and I've only jumped in at random times throughout the whole series, the one thing mm-hmm. I was struck by is I was like, I get why this show has to be the way is the way it is because there's such a void yep. that you have to be blatant. About like yep. this is a show for black girls, yep. And 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 because there's so little of it, it's yep. so blatant. 
but there yeah. are scenes. They only have but, so many episodes. There are scenes where when they spend nothing happens. three minutes establishing yeah. the black girlness of the scene. And I'm yes. like, I know mad black girls who don't spend all their time just being like, that's right. Okay. Yes. H U. Oh, like mm-hmm. it's it. And I'm like, I'm not saying it's not real and it's not funny, but I'm saying yeah. like, we, I hope a siphon. <laughs> can Sife we was like, Sife just started. He just hit his record. He hit record now. <laughs> <laughs> and he sent it already. He uploaded it. Rosenberg, white splaining, insecure. <laughs> I guess this is how you think black girls act, Rosenberg. Oh. This this is gonna be a gift. <laughs> like is... on... <laughs> and but but like Zach is that's what I'm like. It just felt like I can't wait for there to be a time where there are more shows and more nuance where it doesn't have to be just kind of all such a like very clear. That's what makes this show the show. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think that like. That's why Issa is so necessary and so needed because in a weird way, that is kind of the only way uh, a, a, Jack, a Jack, a Sam, a Langston, and a Chris can yeah. come and go, all right, well, we're making this show that's to the left of that. Yeah. But well, it really needed, is. needed that that one to, to yes. what do you call it? Um, cornerstone it. Exactly. And now we can move left and right. From that. that's yes, that's a great, and I thought that as I was watching it, I'm like, oh, that's what yeah. this show. That's why five years ago when this show started and there was nothing even close to it, it makes perfect sense that this is that show because no one had even done that before. No one yeah. had even done a thing where you go, oh my god, I relate to that. Oh wow, mm-hmm. they're talking about the experience of black people in college. Oh, they're talking about the experience of yeah. black women in Los Angeles trying to make it in 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 business. It makes perfect sense. But yeah, it now the door clearly seems like it's got to be time for us to get all these different views of that that's how we have to man yeah that's that's how long like my dream is to be able to put people like clayton on tv because you've never seen a clayton english on tv you know what i mean you've never seen a carlos miller besides while and out he's a very successful man but it's like yeah i think one of the most powerful moments that i've seen in the past decade was seeing cat williams on season two of atlanta and seeing how they were able to take this like raw comedic legendary talent and transform it into something that oh, you blew you acting? away on TV. Oh, just blew me away. It blew you away. And I'm like, that's what we need more of. But it can't, it can't just be Donald and Issa. It's gotta be like, we have to like, that, you kind of gotta the flood move, the streets. I actually just watched the second season of Atlanta. The move to use Cat Williams in that role was genius. fucking genius. The only thing I hated about that episode is the cops are not letting you go back inside to get no. your man. That's that that part was bullshit. <laughs> Especially with with talks of a gun. Right. That was the only part I was like this is I get you got to do this but this is I, I, and I and I'm I'm too far removed from when I saw the episode to remember what happened, but I know it was a fucking fire scene. He, he won the Emmy for it. Yep. Who did? Yep. Cat. Cat Williams. Cat won an Emmy for that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Wow, Dude is that, amazing. That's fucking that's fucking dope. Um it is how often that's do people dope. bring up Donald Glover in conversation <laughs> with you when they hear what you do? Almost never. I feel like Donald is like such in a, a stratosphere of his own that like There you go. And and maybe and maybe it's a good thing. Oh, hell sure. yeah. Hell yeah. That's fire. That's in my I story. I think maybe it's 
I think that's a good thing. I think when like, you know, there's someone from your same city who, you know, is a quote unquote, like multi hyphenate and nobody's like, oh yeah, like so-and-so. And they're just like accepting the fact that like, like hella black dudes are doing, can are be in and, the same. And rap and, and, and make TV and, or maybe there's they just, like, maybe they there's just think. 40, there's 40 white women who all are the same actor to me in movies. Right. Like yeah. 40, 40 of them. That's just, that's and probably, it's probably more than that. Probably the more. Why, <laughs> the only reason why this woman didn't get the roles because she was doing something else, so we gave it to this woman. Like it's very interchangeable. Is it? Is yeah, it also exactly. possible that they think you're so much less talented than Donald that they're just like we That's don't probably even, it. we they're don't want to like, bring this, this up? Fucking idiot! Yeah. <laughs> have you have you have you ever heard Redbone, sir? Yeah, we don't think your little depression song is going to do it. Okay, right. Pal? I think that's that's probably closer. Redbone. Redbone no. got a TV show green lit. No, like no. So how about this? Redbone, dig this. Redbone is the reason that fucking Donald Trump Jr. is throwing the word woke around constantly. I believe he heard that. I think Redbone took the word woke to an entirely whole. I hate the word now. It's like almost an unusable word in every way. But in that moment, my favorite word. Why do you like it so much? Life? It's my favorite. The concept of woke. Is it's so deep and so layered? Oh, the stealing of the word, term, but not even <laughs> so that. many times. The term "woke" is the incorrect way that I don't want to say black people. I say ghetto people. Woke is the the incorrect way ghetto people say awake. Mm-hmm. So already grammi- g- g- grammatically, it's wrong, but it's the way we use it, so it's right. And then it just got so hijacked. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. The word is hey, hey, stay awake. White people are out here stealing our shit. And then white people stole that. Yeah. They stole the word about stealing stealing from black people. Yeah. It's so deep how they fucking got away with this shit. But then it, and, and now that. it's been and now the next layer and now the right and now it used to be liberal white people who stole it. Now the right wing white people have right, stolen yeah. it. So if you 100%. use it, it's only it's. I'd say that word is used ninety percent negatively now. It's yeah, an almost exclusively negative term to talk shit to people. Yep. Yep. When a white woman yells at a black person, like stay, like I'm woke. I'm like, what is happening right now? What vortex are we living in? Yo, you ever see on on Instagram or TikTok when it's like proof that we're living in a simulation? This is one of those fucking. This is a matrix uh, program that someone's running on us. Like, let's. We gotta. We gotta start coming up with nonverbal shit. Every, that's <laughs> no. our biggest weakness as a black community. Nah, we, we, keep, we, we, steal. we keep putting it to words, and, and that we gotta stop doing. We can. We can steal that too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yo. We steal it all. The telepathy. Bro, the telepathy many- whites. How many stories have dropped? This? I haven't been paying attention. I only saw one. But how many stories are there this year of white people dressing as black people for Halloween? Oh, Has well, wait, you got to wait till Monday. Yeah, you oh, got to wait. Yeah. No, usually when Halloween's on a weekend, like, there'll be some today. There'll be some tomorrow. Like, I saw one, some guy in, I think it was Indianapolis, or I think he was a preacher, and he dressed like Randy from Sexual Chocolate and Coming to America. Oh, you got to go blackface for that. Hey, by the way, real, yeah, real you quick. Gotta, you got to put it on. Zach, will you hang out for a little bit longer with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm All right, let's Sife, let's jump over to Patreon, shall we? 
Ooh, why not? And you know what? Since we're jumping over to a new show. Hit record, baby. Record. All right. We'll catch you guys on Patreon. Uh, Zach, where can the freebie cheap cheapos who listen for free, where can they uh, catch all your shit? Uh, Zach Fox on Twitter, uh, YouTube, and Instagram. And, uh, yeah, check out Pause with Sam J. Yeah, Z-A-C-K-F-O-X. Not Z-A-C-H. Mm-mm, I'm following mm-mm. you. I'm gonna follow you right now, Zach. I want to follow back though. Or I will feel away after a while. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I'll be on the podcast going. You know, Zach still doesn't follow me. Uh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you on Patreon.